Hi, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Keep It Pushing. And as usual, I am very excited to be here. Today's episode, I just wanted to talk about productivity, how to remain productive and what are my tips? What? How have I been able to be productive this past few days? Because you know what? I have lacked motivation, especially now with everything going on in the world and doing everything from home. It can be really hard to stay productive. Do you agree? Especially if you're like working from home or you are looking for a job. Whatever it is, if you're doing it from home, it's just hard. So yeah, today, that's what I wanted to come here and talk to you guys about. As you guys know from my last episode, I am taking a social media break. And one of the reasons why I decided to take a social media break was because I wasn't being too productive. Mm, I was spending way too much time on the gram for no reason. But yeah, here I am today. I've had a really productive week. And yesterday when I went to bed, I was thinking about, oh, like, you know what? I should share some of my tips with my listeners. So, yeah, and I know 2021, we all have huge plans. We want to travel. We have, we're setting goals. We're making vision boards. So if that's the case for you, I am pretty sure for you to achieve those things, you need to learn how to work smart and just stay productive, but still being able to have a balance in your life so that you're not just working all the time, but you can do things that are fun as well. Meet up with friends, take your walks or go to the gym. So yeah, we're going to talk about how to find that balance. You can be productive, but still have time to do the things that you want to do outside of work or school. That is today's episode. I am so excited. It is currently 7.41 a.m. So yeah, I woke up around 6. I don't know why. I couldn't fall back fall back to sleep again. So after being in bed for until 7.30, I was like, you know what, let me just get up, make some coffee and record an episode. And yeah, that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> so Let's get into today's episode. So the first tip I wanted to start off this episode with is if you are in a space in your life at the moment and you're just feeling overwhelmed by your thoughts because there's so much you want to do and you don't even know where to start. Let's say you're planning on traveling for your birthday in eight months and let's hope by then there are no travel restrictions so you can travel wherever you want to go. And let's say that you're looking for a new job or you're looking for a new apartment or you are starting a business and you just feel really, really overwhelmed. Okay, how, where should you start? This is my tip. The first thing I would tell you guys to do and don't laugh, it really helps is just clean your space, especially if you're working from home. Take a day or half a day and just clean your whole apartment. If you just have a room, 
clean your room, organize everything from your clothes, like go wash your bed sheets, your carpets. Just make your space somewhere when you walk in, you just feel calm. Make it an environment that is welcoming. And if you have anything that is visually that has been disturbing you for so long and it will just take you an hour or two to fix and you are able to do it, all you have to do is order a product or maybe just make a phone call and someone can come and fix it, just do it. Take a day to just make your space feel peaceful. That is what I would say. Make it clean and just, yes, that always works for me. Every time I feel overwhelmed, I always start with cleaning my space. And if you do that, that would really just, at least for me, I love clean spaces. And if I do that, it just helps me think better. So that is my first tip. Cleaning and if you can see anything visually in your home or you know, in your room that it's a quick fix and you know it's bothering you, just do it. Okay, let's go to the next tip. After you do that, now you have a clean space and when you sit down, you can just be calm and take a pen and a book and just start writing down everything that comes to your mind. And that is what I do. I write down everything. Normally, I have sometimes like short-term goals or long-term goals. And if it's like something with work where you have specific things you have to do within a week or two, write those down in a different paper. So what I would say is have different sections. So have sections of things that you actually have to do. And this can be something for your business. It can be something that is for school or something for work if you have to hand in something. So write the things that you must do and write the due date for everything. First step. The second step, the things that you don't have to do, but want to do. Let's say you want to travel, you want to move to a new apartment, all those things. With these ones, don't write due date yet. So write down those lists of things that you want to do. Don't even think short-term or long-term. Just write everything down in a separate paper. Okay, so right now you have done these two things and you can see them right in front of you. So you know the things that have been making you feel so overwhelmed and the things that were on your mind is not actually now in front of you. And for me, just being able to see things visually, it just calms me down. And if you haven't tried it, I will say definitely give it a try. Okay, now that that is done, let's go to the things that you have to do. You need to be able to prioritize. Okay, with those things that you have to do, what are the deadlines? Did you write all of the deadlines? Okay, if you write all of the deadlines, then take a new paper and then, how you say, arrange them accordingly. When, which one is due first and which one is due last? And then just have an idea of how long each one should take. For me personally, if it's something that has to do with writing, it's not my strongest skill. So if I think it's going to take two hours, I normally estimate that it will take 
four hours. If it's something that has to do with, let's say, for example, cleaning or doing laundry or just things that I know that I am really good at. For example, even editing a podcast. If someone said it will take them two hours, so me normally it takes pretty, it takes like an hour. So I would just write and be able to have a realistic expectations of how long it should take. Yes. So let's get to that. This is why a lot of people stop the projects that they have started because they are not able to estimate how long it's going to take. Sometimes people think that building a house will take six months and obviously with basic research, just Google or watching a YouTube video, you will know it will take you a minimum of a year and a half. So a house is really far-fetched. I don't think your must-do things is going to include a house. But I'm just saying, just be realistic. But let's say if you have to update your resume and you haven't updated it for a year. It's not going to take an hour. So don't write an hour. Rather overestimate than underestimate. Write that it will take you at least six hours. With that, you will not get discouraged if you are not finished after an hour. Yeah, and if you finish a bit earlier, you will feel proud of yourself. So yes, the second thing is making sure to do the things on your list and when you are doing it, do it well. Don't half-ass it. And this is just one thing I have mentioned before. If it's something that gets to my nerve, like it's when just people half-ass things, literally. I have, that is one of the things that just really, ugh. I'm like, if you know you are capable of doing better and there's nothing stopping you apart from you just being lazy, why do that to yourself? Don't do that. Do it well and make sure that when you're handing it in, if it's for work, if it's for your business, that you do it well so you don't have to do it all over again. And even with work or with personal stuff with, I don't know, with your business, that is part of your reputation as well and building credibility of people knowing what to expect from you. Yes. <laughs> so that is what I wanted to mention like, as well. And the third thing, I think this is the third thing, is don't try to do 15 things every day. It's almost impossible. Pick the two things that are due the soonest or you know that it will take the longest time or just according to how you arranged your stuff and do those two things that day. Maybe those two things will take you five hours to do and the rest of the seven hours you can go and do something else, but at least you did it. There are people that, you know, just because they don't have a list or they can't see in front of them things that they have to do and they are not really good at taking mental notes because I know some people, they say that they don't have to write things down. It's enough with mental notes. But I did watch a um, TED Talk that say that or said that if you write things down, there's 90% more chance that you are going to do it. 
So even if you think that you are really good at taking mental notes, maybe there are some things that you should write down. Maybe not everything like I do, but some things. But yeah, and just do those two things really, really well. And then the rest of that seven hours, you can go do other stuff with your life. And maybe if you didn't write it down, you wouldn't have done anything. Yeah, and start small. Yeah, so that is the first section of this episode. So we just finished talking about things that are on our must-do list. And when I was listening back, I heard myself saying the rest of the seven hours. I actually meant the rest of the day. So if you have done two things on your list that takes you five hours, you have the rest of the day to do anything you want, such as go take a dance class, watch TV, go to the gym. Yes. So now (laughs) let's get into things that are on our list that are long-term goals and short-term goals. So I did mention that you should take a paper first and a pen and write down everything that you feel that you want to do that is not on your must-do list. And now it's time to divide them. You have to divide it, divide them into long-term goals and short-term goals. And guys, you have to be really careful here because I have made this mistake many, many, many times, especially when I used to make vision boards. And I, I'm i going to actually get back into making vision boards for 2021. So yeah, join me. It's really, really helpful. And I love making vision boards. So yeah, so let's get into how to divide them. The mistake you shouldn't make is putting things on your short-term goals that is, hmm, I don't want to say nothing is impossible, but if you just take a step back and think through it, you will know for sure that it will most likely not happen within the next two months. A good example is if you are looking for an apartment here in New York. The requirements to get your own apartment, it's very clear. You have to make 40 times the rent annually and you have to have good credit. So a credit above 700. If you don't live here in America, credit history or credit score just shows your uh, the person who owns the building or your landlord your payment history do you pay your bills on time do you have a lot of loans that you haven't paid so it just shows them who you are as a person when it comes to how responsible you are with your finances so if you are a person that you your credit store score is above 700 and you have a job you've been working there for two years. So normally when you look for apartments, they ask for pay stops as well. And some buildings ask for six months, some ask for two or three months. So if you've had your job for two years and you can provide those pay stops, yeah, then it makes sense. You have good credit, you're making 40 times the rent and you can provide the pay stops you can find your own apartment and move in in two, three months because you have met all the requirements. So putting that on your short-term goals, 
make sense. But if you are on the other end and your credit history is not good, let's say the job you currently have is not making 40 times uh, the rent for your own place because New York here can be really expensive. I would say put that on your long-term goals because within a year, you can build your credit, you can start saving or even get a job that is higher paid. So yeah, because if you put things on your short-term goals and you don't achieve any of those things within the next six months, you get just so disappointed. And I don't know, with me, sometimes I felt like a loser that I can't do anything. So I've just learned that mistake. And this is not me telling you guys don't dream big or, you know, achieving big things is not possible in short term. No, we live in this world that people get TikTok famous within a month or a, uh, what is it called? Two months. But when it comes to apartments and stuff, especially when you're making long-term goals and you're trying to stay productive and working towards it, at least have somewhat of a realistic expectation. Yes. And I just feel that if you see it in front of you and you know the things you have to do every month to build that credit and you can prep yourself that within a year you can move, it will just keep you motivated rather than stressing for the next two months. But like, oh my God, how can I build my credit in the next two months? I need to find a job within the next month or find a guarantor. Don't do that to yourself. So yes, so that is the first aspect of when you're dividing your short-term and long-term goals, what you should think about. The second thing is being able to prioritize. Where are you in your life right now and what is a priority? And things that are a priority and you really need to get them sooner than later, put that on your short-term goals. Okay, let's say that one thing that's really easy example is if you are pregnant, yes. And if you're pregnant and you currently live in a studio apartment and you are considering if you should travel to Bali in two months or that money if you should put it in in an apartment from a one-bedroom to a two-bedroom, I think... It's really easy <laughs> to know what should be your priority. So your priority obviously should be that you should get a two-bedroom apartment or get a one-bedroom apartment from a studio because you're about to have a child. So just being able to prioritize. So if you're able to prioritize, then you will know what to put on your short-term goals and what to put on your long-term goals. And the third thing is... How bad do you want something? Okay, if you are in a space in your life at this moment and there's just one thing that you feel that you really, really, really want and you just can't or don't want to wait a year to achieve it. Okay, if it's possible and you know that you don't have to commit any crimes or make yourself feel sick just for you to get it, then put it on your short-term goals. And be like, you know what? I am putting this on my short-term goals because I really want this. 
And by putting it there, I will definitely force myself to figure out a way to achieve it. So for me personally, let's see something that I really, really, really want. Like I'm going to give a really easy example. Let's say that I really want to visit my family in Sweden and it will cost me $1,000. But I feel like I really want that. I will put that in my short-term goals and be like, in the next two months, I will make it a priority to save and then go visit them. But by doing that, maybe I would have to give up on something else. And maybe that bag that I really wanted to get and it's so expensive, I will put that on my long-term goals because it's a give and take. You can't have everything. So these are just the tips I wanted to share when it comes to dividing long-term goals and short-term goals. So we have now spoken about how to divide the things you have to do and you have everything just in front of you of how long it should take and when you want to achieve it. So we are in a good spot right now. For me personally, after writing all these things down, I just feel a lot calmer, less stress, less anxiety. So the next thing is actually getting these things done. So let's talk about that, how to actually get it done. Number one tip is your phone. It can be such a big distraction. So what I have started doing, obviously I'm not on social media, which helps, but still I get text messages, phone calls, every now and then a YouTube video pops up. Put your phone on flight mode if you can and just do what you have to do and just dedicate that hour or two or three into just getting it done. For example, if you have to write your resume, put your phone on flight mode and don't switch it back until you are done. This has really, really helped me. So I would definitely recommend doing that. I know there are other people like, for example, my sister has her daughter and she's at daycare. So it would be really hard for her to put her phone on flight mode because in case they call. So what you can do is leave your phone in your room and then go to another room and work there. And put yourself on like a timer that every hour or 90 minutes you will go to your room and just check your phone to see if there's anything important. But if you're doing this style, you have to have discipline. Don't get distracted. If it's a text message that is not important, your friends can wait another hour. Just put that phone down. If it's a phone call from, you know, I don't know, your mom just wanting to say hi, it's not important. Believe me, if it's important, they will call more than once. Don't return that call until you are done with your resume. So your phone. That is the number one thing. And I think a lot of people can actually relate. So let's get now into the second tip. Okay, guys. Really, really, really important. Set at least a day or two where you don't have any, any plans. And tell your friends about these days. It can be a 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Friday, that you have a mental note that you are not going to do anything apart from the things that are on your list. And it doesn't have to be the same every week. You can switch it up. But for me, it is really important to have the same days. So it's just consistent. Like for me, Monday through Wednesday, I don't, you will never find me doing anything fun or going dancing. I am at home doing the things that I have to do. So if you can do that, maybe you don't have to do three days, but at least once a week where that day will be dedicated to getting the things that are on your list done and the things that are on your long-term goals or short-term goals, you can start the process and do little by little. Yeah, believe me, nothing. You're not going to miss out on anything just by setting that one day. And just just mentally, it will just prep you so that when someone just asks you, hey, when do you want to meet? You can say, oh, any day apart from. So yeah, do that as well. So let's get into the third tip. Okay, sleep is important. I don't know who told you that if you sleep, you are lazy. I used to watch all these YouTube videos saying that only sleep you need is five hours. No. If you are sleep deprived, you are not able to perform as well. It's just a fact. So make sure you get your seven or eight hours sleep, whatever amount your body needs, like listen to your body and make sure you are well rested so that what we mentioned earlier, so that when you're doing those things on your list, you can actually do them well. And you don't want to live a life where you are just tired constantly. I remember back in 2017 when I was just, or was it 2017 or 2018? One of those years when I was just up on my grind, I just used to sleep like six, seven hours or even less, five hours maybe. And I would get up, go to the gym, come back. And I was just constantly tired. And I felt like by being constantly tired, that was me working hard. No, the goal here of writing those lists and just prioritizing days that you set apart and sleeping well It's actually for you to be able to do these things and still have a good quality of life. Sometimes we just always feel that for us to achieve something, we have to constantly be tired or we need to work physically really, really hard. No. I am sure there are a lot of wealthy and successful people who are actually very well rested. So, and me saying that is not me saying that you have to be successful for you to be able to rest because sometimes people say that and I don't think it's true. I think you have to learn to enjoy the process and obviously success is not only about money you define success and that we have spoken about here um, on this podcast before. So what I just want to say is make sure that you are prioritizing your mental health and your physical health, health as well while 
trying to achieve all your goals. And that is the reason why we have made those lists so that you can see them in front of you. So you know that you have everything under control. There's no need for you to freak out or, you know, if you're like me and you have anxiety. No, you can do all the things on that list just by following a schedule and it will all work out. Believe me, it will. So yeah, even successful people sleep and rest and I'm sure on their journey to success as well, they were prioritizing, not everyone of course, but I can imagine most of them were prioritizing rest and hanging out with people they love so that they can feel emotionally and mentally well so that they can perform at other aspects in their life really really good so it goes hand in hand if you feel emotionally well when i go out and i take my daily walks and i come back again and start doing my work that i have to do i feel a lot better rather than me just staying in this room or in my apartment for two days straight no i don't do that if you want to go to the gym go to the gym (laughs) hang out with your friends set a schedule and it will all work out. We have spoken now for about 30 minutes. And guys, I can go on for days when it comes to tips. But I'm just going to end it here. And something that I have always spoken about is work in silence. You don't need to announce every single thing that you are doing. Just Know that you're doing it for yourself and yeah, don't feel the need to tell everyone unless there's someone that you genuinely think that they have knowledge that could help you. Yes. And the second thing too as well, if you feel that you started a business or you're doing something and you feel like the people who are closest to you, that they're not supporting you or you are not getting the feedback that you expected, don't give up keep going. You know, a house is not built overnight. It takes time and you will just learn more through the process. And you just literally, I know that I was talking about you can never, uh, don't expect a miracle, but sometimes, you know, things can change overnight. You can like work really, 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 really hard for six months and you don't see any improvement. And then the month after that, between the sixth and the seventh month, you just experience so much growth. I think it's the mustard seed that you water for a couple of years and you don't see any growth. And within a couple of months after four or five years, it grows so many feet tall. So what you are currently working towards can be a situation that will be like that. Who knows? So yeah. And the last tip that I didn't mention is when I do the things that I have to do that day, like on my must-do list that day, I will always write what time to do what. Like if I have to record an episode, this one was more spontaneous. But normally I will set a time that I will record an episode between 8 a.m. and 10. So I will estimate a recording of 40 minutes and edit it for an hour. So 
that is an hour and 40 minutes. So I will give myself two hours to do it. So yeah, so the things that you have to do every single day, write the time that you want to do it. Do you want to do it between 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. or if you want to do it in the afternoon? That really helps with getting things done. And yeah, don't let the fear of judgment stop you. Don't overthink. And as mentioned, don't seek validation as well. Just do you. Yeah, you can do it. I'm trying here my best, so you try your best as well. And yeah, and as usual, you guys are the bomb.com. I'm so happy that I have this podcast. I can come here and talk to you guys. And yeah, I have actually things that are on my to-do list today, and I have to get up and start my day. So have a good day, a good night, whatever time you're listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.